Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. It's your girl, Sonya McQueen, with your mind, your body, your choice. So today, this will be a short message, and it's a necessary message, which means only a few of you will understand and grasp it. That's right, I said it. So, you know, I remember when I was an 18-year-old girl engaged, 18 or 19, living in Richmond, Virginia, I witnessed my first homeless person. Never seen a homeless person that I knew was a homeless person in my life. I was driving on my way from work to my home. I shared with my fiance at the time, and there was a guy sitting outside. It was cold outside. I remember he had on like the slide shoes, no socks. I can't remember if he had on a jacket, but I remember thinking, oh my God, it's so cold. He's improperly dressed. Later on that day, I remember telling my fiance at the time the story and he was like, yeah, he's homeless. He's been there for as long as I can remember. Uh, Jay and I both were military. He had gotten out of the military and I moved there. You know, we were young, but I guess it wasn't a big deal back then because I was on my own. I was 17 on my own. I was 18 when I met him. I was 19 when he proposed. I was 19 when I, I was 18 or 19 when I moved to Virginia. And, you know, I was 21 when I had our daughter. So anyway, he was telling me the guy was homeless. And I was like, but it's so cold outside. He's going to die. He's going to freeze to death. And so I remember like it was yesterday going into our, our uh, linen closet and taking a, a fleece blanket and putting it in the car. And I remember going to the store one day buying a, a pack of socks, tube socks, and some boots. Not even knowing this guy, knowing his size or anything, but I bought some boots. I don't remember what size, probably Jay's size. They were probably like a 12 or a 13 and put all that stuff in the car. And I thought, if I ever see this guy again, like he's the only homeless person in the world, I'm going to give him this stuff. And sure enough, about two days later, I seen him sitting there again. And now this time, I remember he didn't have on a jacket. And he had on those same shoes. And he had on a short sleeve shirt. And I, I pulled over and got out of my car and got the stuff out of the back. I had on a coat. And I had on boots. And I walked over and I handed him the socks and the blanket and the shoes. And he reached out and took the stuff, but he looked dumbfounded. He didn't smile. He didn't say thank you. He looked at me like, what the hell? Um, and I smiled and I walked away, got in my car, and I felt so great thinking I helped this one homeless person. That, of course, was not the first time I seen a homeless person. Unbeknownst to me, my fiance takes me down into the heart of Richmond, Virginia, which I had never been in. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I had never been in a city um, where I seen a homeless person in my life. I grew up in a trailer park, which you all know. Um, outside of that, it was just a city outside of Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Lived in a small town called St. Roberts. Outside of that was a smaller country redneck town called Waynesville. The nearest mall or anything was in a place called Rolla, 32 miles away, which was another small redneck place. But 
that's all I really knew. And then I moved to Colorado, um, where I was still an innocent girl. I lived in the suburbs outside of the military base. No homeless people around, never seen real poverty, nothing. So I was in shock when I seen person after person after person laying on a sidewalk either blankets or a jacket if they were blessed, a blanket if they were blessed, or nothing at all, just trying to be warm on the sidewalk. I remember crying in the car. I just never seen, I, I'm almost about to cry now, reminiscing. I never seen anything like it. And I was scared. Not for me, but I was scared for them. And all I could think is they're going to die. <laughs> they're going to die. Now, let's fast forward. I did that for that one guy, but that was it for what I did for the homeless until I moved to Kansas City. Now, before Kansas City, I lived in Colorado. You know, I, I lived in Texas where um, I had my son. I moved back to Colorado. I lived in different parts of Colorado. And then I lived in Kansas. And then I decided to grow up a little bit. And I started volunteering, you know, feeding the homeless and clothing the homeless and doing different things with the homeless. And I realized how big the situation was. And I became part of the homeless coalition in Kansas City. And I learned in Kansas City at the time, this is in 2004, 76% of the homeless people in Kansas City were homeless by choice. And I thought, who chooses to live this way? Who chooses to not have a pillow to put under their head and a roof over their head and food in the refrigerator and clean running water and, and clothes to put on every day? Who chooses to live like this? But believe it or not, people do choose that life. Some say they choose it because they don't want the government dictating what they're going to do. life because that lifestyle chose them and they just embraced it. But then you have other people who were forced into that life. They couldn't afford to pay their bills anymore and landlords don't care. And stuff's on the street. You come home one day and everything's on the street. Next thing you know, you see people out there going <laughs> through your things. Stealing your TV, stealing your clothes and all that because they just didn't care. They threw everything on the corner. Now what? You go to court because you're so behind in your rent and you're trying to explain, I lost my job and I'm doing the best I can for me and my kids. And the court says, okay, well, you have 30 days. Like in 30 days, you're going to come up with this $4,500 you need to pay all that back rent and the fees now. So the 30 days gone, you have nowhere to go. So now what? Shelters are bursting, you guys. They're bursting. And a lot of these shelters, you got to get out during the day. 
they want you to be actively looking for work, but you actively don't have a car and you actively don't have anybody to watch your kids and you actively don't have a way to get around and you actively don't have money to catch the bus. So you're just actively walking around on the streets, roaming, actively hungry, actively wanting and needing, and you got to wait till five or six in the evening to go back to that place where you pray nobody bothers you. Nobody bothers your kids if you have them. Nobody's stealing your stuff. Nobody's picking fights with you. You just want to rest. So, you know, my heart has always been with the homeless and not only just the homeless. My heart has also been with people who do their time. They go to prison, they serve their time and they come out and they want better, but nobody trusts them. Nobody wants to hire you. You've been to prison. You've been to prison. It doesn't matter what for. You've been to prison. Yeah, we don't want you. It doesn't matter that you went to prison and got your master's, your degree, your diploma, your GED. We don't care. You've been to prison. So now you have to either resort to whatever put you back in, in whatever put you in prison or to panhandling or just living paycheck to paycheck at a job that barely pays you, my heart goes out. A lot of us didn't go to prison by, by the grace of God. You know, I, I have a, I got a felony under me. And because I was in the military, they protected it under something called the SIS program, which means nobody is supposed to ever know I got that felony, ever. Because I did my five years probation as an exemplary uh, person. I didn't get in any trouble. I was really good and I haven't been in trouble since. Not one time, no trouble since. But guess what, every blue moon that comes up. I was 24 when that happened. The other day, uh, several months ago, I applied for a concealed carry. I got something in the mail the other day saying I was turned down because I'm a felon. That's not supposed to ever be known by anybody that I got in trouble. It's supposed to basically be dead in the grave, but they still threw it in my face. So now I have to prove to them that I do have the right to have a conceal and carry because you're not even supposed to know that. Who are you to know that information? Is it worth my time? And guess what, y'all? I can't even send a letter and say that. I literally have to get on an airplane, fly to Missouri, go to this Waynesville place, get them to give me this paper because they will not mail it, to show I'm not a felon, fly back to, <laughs> to Florida and mail this paper in to get conceal and carry. It ain't that deep. I don't need the conceal and carry. I'm good. But like I said a minute ago, it's by the grace of God. I didn't get in trouble again. And if I would have, it would have been for something simple and I probably wouldn't be in this position now. I said all that to say, you guys. Oh, and let's not talk about my veterans. It finally dawned on me with Led by Motivation. I'm not living in my purpose. I am a little bit with Led by Motivation, with the motivational speaking, but what about my passion? So I reached out to a few people who were ecstatic 
about what I want to do. You want to know what it is? Here it goes. Led by Motivation Outreach is going to train the homeless, the hurting, the needy um, in different job abilities so that they can go out and be gainfully employed. We are going to give them the resources, uh, hook them up with the places that can give them employment, and in the meantime, give them a safe place to stay. I am starting partnerships with businesses that are willing to hire everybody I just named. Everybody I just named. I'm going to get sponsorship. Haven't tried it yet, but I already have a board and we have our first meeting next month. And I know God is going to overly bless this because I am so passionate about it. I sat down with my husband. Now, y'all listen, <laughs> I'm a six-figure girl. Haven't always been, I'm not going to lie, and that's why if I got five figures a year, it wouldn't bother me in the least, but I'm a six-figure girl. And I said to my husband, listen, I'm really passionate about this. If you say no, I completely understand, but you've been holding things down. I just want to know if you can continue to hold that down because I can pour my efforts into led by motivation organization, you know what he said, or outreach. Oh my gosh. I got your back. Absolutely, I got your back. You go ahead and do that. I, I've got this. I was like, man, it's so funny because when I met my husband, when we first decided to be a couple, we weren't even married. He said, you know what? You don't have to work. Go ahead and do your thing with Led by Motivation and promote your books and I'll take care of everything. And I absolutely refused. I do not want to do everything with Led by Motivation. I want to bring in a regular paycheck. He brought it up again. I said no, and he left it alone. Back then, my car was paid for. His uh, Cadillac was paid for. He owned his house. You know, bills were minimum. You're talking insurance, water, electricity, food. Uh, I think daycare maybe for Farrah because she lived with us and Jalen because he lived with us. Fast forward to now. We have a high mortgage. We have a a homeowners association. We have three or four cars we pay for, insurance in the the four-digit number. We have all this stuff, and yet and still, God provides. He said, go on now. Go do what you're supposed to do, working your purpose. I made it so he's got this while you do this, because when he was building his business, you had his back even though he still was bringing in a lot of money, I still had his back. Now you go ahead and put your efforts into this because this is what I'm going to bless. And I know it's true. I want to not only train people, I want to build relationships with or hire my own barber and beauticians to do their hair for free. Before we send you to get a job, we're going to train you. And before we go ahead and say, now you have these interviews. We're going to make sure you look good. We're going to clothe you. And we're going to fix your hair. And we're going to make sure you have all the tools you need at no cost to you. How can this not be a blessing? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Now, I'm sure a few people dropped off by now because that was about what I'm doing. Now, let's talk about you. 
Are you truly walking in your purpose? Before you were born, God knew what you were going to do. And if you fall enough, I'm sure he has brought people in your life that tried to get you back on track. Whether you got back on track or not, I don't know. But think about it right now. What are you doing that is within the purpose you know you're supposed to be working in? Some people don't want to work in their purpose. I know. I was there for over a decade. Do you know I ran from my purpose? A couple of people listening still right now know she ran. She put on her track shoes and became Jackie Brown. I, I ran away from my purpose. But look at this. Not only did it come back to me, it came back to her in, in stereo. It's magnified. It's in 3D. It's ultrasound. And I'm so happy. I'm so privileged help other people, to be able to go out there. And I'm not even looking for six figures. I'm just looking to bless people. Seriously, are you working in your purpose? Are you doing what you are supposed to be doing? Are you giving? It isn't always financial. Are you giving? Are you giving? Are you sowing that seed? Are you speaking that positivity into your own life and sharing it with other people? Y'all better be walking in your purpose. You better be shining brightly. Do what you got to do to be where you're supposed to be. To give what you're supposed to give. Not to give what you're supposed to give. I can't repeat that because I don't know what I just said. But you got it. I promise you got it. I just gave up whatever I thought I was supposed to be getting. And and God wasn't going to bless me with no job, y'all. When I left that last job I told you guys about that I took and everybody was telling me, no, Sonia, that is not for you. Don't take that job. And I took it anyway. And three weeks later, I was without it. There were so many jobs after that. I apply, had the third interview, and then the CEO wouldn't show up. Then the hiring manager wouldn't show up. Then the CFO wouldn't show up. So many people weren't showing up for those last interviews. I was losing my mind. I was like, what is going on with me? Why are people not showing up for these interviews? I would make it to the end. One place the even said congratulations, and I never heard from them again. Like, you got the job, but where'd they go? One place was even the COO. The CEO is so happy to have you. Blah, blah, blah. CEO never responded. Nothing but God, y'all. I had to realize, I said to God, if it is not meant for me to be working outside of my purpose, I need you to block everything. And y'all, he put on a catcher's mitt, and every time somebody hit that ball, he caught it before I could swing. He blocked it. He put on those knee pads. He stood in front of that hockey goal. And every time that ball came, that puck came, he knocked it out. Nope, nope, not coming in here. She needs to work in her purpose. Sorry. Sorry. Nope, nope, nope. 
these people are probably like, what in the world's going on? My emails won't go out to her. My phone calls are getting, they're going straight to voicemail, but her voicemail says it's full, even though it's empty. I blocked it and I can't do anything but smile and say, I hear you. I see you. I got it. No problem. I'm walking. I'm running. I'm flying into my purpose. What are you doing? Hit me up. Let me know. I am. You can hit me up at Sonya M. That's S-O-N-Y-A-M at ledbymotivation.com. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. And if you have my old email address, that's fine too. Ledbymotivation07 at gmail.com. The new website is coming, but you can still hit me up at ledbymotivation.com. Have a beautiful day on purpose, you all, and walk in your purpose happily.